This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson filling in for Sean Kelly as I do on every Tuesday. And a happy game day to everyone. Pelicans game day, that is, as the Pels are looking for their first win of the season against the 0-3 Orlando Magic. We'll get you covered with that game on today's show with Jim Eikenhofer, who's also on every Tuesday. We'll have some shoot-around sound for you uh, from the Pelicans locker room this morning. And then, of course... Uh, We'll talk a little bit of football, fantasy football, that is. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One, uh, will be on uh, to help us out. And, you know, a little upset. I lost by a half a point last night in fantasy football. I know that really doesn't concern any of you, but I know everyone's been there as far as losing by a half a point, and uh, that happened last night um, in the Panthers and Colts game. And how about the Panthers remaining undefeated after beating the Colts in overtime 29-26? to Panthers now 7-0, lead the NFC as they are one game ahead of the Packers and uh, one game and a half ahead of the Arizona Cardinals in the three-seed. The Saints now just a game and a half back of the Vikings for that sixth and final playoff spot and are just two games back of the Falcons in the NFC South. So plenty of time here as the Titans roll into town uh, this Sunday. And the Titans, speaking of Tennessee, will have a new coach when they roll into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday as they have let go of Ken Wisenhunt after a 1-6 start and after only 23 games during his tenure, uh, Mike Malarkey uh, will be the interim head coach for the Tennessee Titans. And then in other news, um, the Falcons play the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. The 49ers have benched Colin Kaepernick, so Blaine Gabbert, the former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, will uh, get the start against the Atlanta Falcons. So lots going on here around uh, the NFL as far as news is concerned and um, should be an interesting week leading up to Sunday where the Saints take on the Tennessee Titans. But today we'll focus a lot on fantasy football and we'll focus on the Pelicans as they get set to hopefully get their first win of the season against the Orlando Magic. And when we come back, we'll do so with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf 
to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Tuesday TGIT, which means Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com joins me. And we just got out of the locker room, the Pelicans locker room for uh, media availability. And it was a pretty, pretty interesting day, I would say, Jim. Very, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it, the way things went down after with uh, Ryan Anderson's media availability. I might play it for you later on in the show, but... Uh, I think there's a, a new renewed rivalry between uh, Ryan Anderson and Jason Smith. Yeah, I mean, I could give a little bit of a preview. You might you might hear this later, but there was apparently some trash talking about uh, what Ryan described as mama jokes, and he they there was trash talking that centered around each mother's cooking. So that's the kind of thing that you can only the insight you can only get by being in the locker room. On which game which day. you never want to go there insulting mamas and their cooking. <laughs> No, of all things, that's that's top on the list of things to stay away from. But, hey, they went there. That's how our trash talk doesn't go like that, so <laughs> we should be good to go. All right, Jim, Pelicans and the Magic tonight. Both teams 0-3, both desperately looking for a win. Orlando's been a pretty good team, though. Um, in their three losses, they've lost by a combined nine points to those three opponents. All those teams most likely going to make the playoffs with the Bulls, Wizards, and Thunder. Not a good perimeter shooting team right now, but what do you know about Orlando and what can we expect from them tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think people people expected that going into the season that that was going to be one of their weaknesses. I see that they're shooting 29% on three-pointers, which is extremely low. Um, but like you said, I mean, I, I think every game so far they've pretty much, um, you know, outperformed what people probably expected in each game. They Oklahoma City needed a 40-footer bank shot from Russell Westbrook at the buzzer to, to stay alive in that game and force overtime. Um and the other two games they played in, they really probably should have beaten Washington in their opening game, and they played Chicago really tough on the road, which is not an easy place to play. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be an easy game, even though you know you, you look at 0 and 3 and you think you know they might be one of the bottom teams in the league, but um, they've been pretty impressive so far. And their young core, I've said this before, they I feel like they've drafted really well. They've had a lot of le- uh, lottery picks the last few years, but it seems like they've hit on most of the guys that they've taken. So. Um, should be an interesting game tonight. Absolutely, and of course, injuries are a main factor for the Pelicans tonight. Omer Oshik listed as questionable. He played about 10 minutes in his uh, season debut against the Golden State. Now, we uh, we co- talked to Coach Gentry uh, right before we came in here, and he said he's still not sure whether Oshik will play. They'll have to wait until warm-ups. So, Jim, let's just play just in case he doesn't play. I'm guessing, obviously, Alexia Jinta slides into the starting position, and Kendrick Perkins is already out. How do you will you see a lot of Anthony Davis at the five tonight? I mean, it's possible that they could. I th- I would think that Alexi will start at center, but it's possible that they could go small. I know um, Orlando has kind of a conventional or more conventional center with Vucevic, but um, I mean, they might. You could always consider playing AD at center, or maybe putting Ryan Anderson in the starting lineup. But um, I mean, it's it's tough because really, Alexi's the only the only center if 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 uh, Ashik doesn't play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to make adjustments. The other thing, too, is with um, Kendrick Perkins being out and the other three guys already being out, if Omer doesn't play, once again, you're in a situation where you only have 10 guys. 
going into the game, which doesn't sound dire, but then when you start having foul trouble and stuff like that that comes up during the game, it, it seems like it, that's already come up a couple times that it's just not a not an ideal situation to only have 10 or 11 guys, but that's pretty much what they're going to have to deal with tonight again. <laughs> and you have Drew Holiday in the minute restriction. It was bumped up to 25. He played around 27. Do you expect to see somewhere in that range of how he plays, or is it now a wait and see because it seems like now things could change on in the blink of an eye? I think so. I mean, I think I would expect him to play somewhere in the neighborhood of 25, but I also think what's happened so far is that he's he's passed every test. I mean, he hasn't played in back-to-backs, but as far as the games that he's played, um, he's kind of cleared every um, hurdle that they've they've asked him, of him. So I mean, it's it seems like they're at the point where they're they they're bumping up his minute restriction, and we're kind of finding out after the fact. So I mean, I, yeah, I expect him to play 25 in the neighborhood of that. But I mean, at this point, who knows? He they might bump it up again sometime in the near future. We're talking with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com, getting ready for Pelicans and Magic tonight, Jim. Uh, let's talk about the Pelicans' defense a little bit. Um, it's been struggling, you know, over 110 points in all three games. Granted, two of those to the Warriors. What are some of the things the Pelicans players have been talking about is how they need to correct some of these uh, mistakes on defense? Well, I mean, the, one of the things that, that uh, Elvin Gentry said that I thought was was funny was he said if if the sample size is three games and that sample also has two games against Golden State, you're not going to be happy with the numbers defensively at all. Um, I think there's a. I think they've they've done okay at times on defense, but I also think too that one of the problems they've had, and, and unfortunately this is a, a lot of specifically to guarding Curry, is they haven't necessarily gotten out on the ball enough. I mean, but it's it's tough to guard a guy 30 feet from the basket, and there's not a lot of teams that have a guy that can do that. So, um, I mean, to be to be perfectly honest, I'm looking forward to them seeing. We're looking forward to seeing them play against some of the offensive teams that aren't maybe the elite of the NBA to maybe get a little bit better read on on uh, where they are defensively. I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously they're disappointed with how they've started defensively, but I'm not sure if it's been a great um, indicator of what we what we should see throughout the whole season. It doesn't seem like anyone's panicking in that Pelicans locker room, whether it's a coach or a player. They all realize it's only three games. There's still 79 to go. And, and like AD said in the locker room, you'll see it on pelicans.com later, is that you just need that taste of one win. That could be all they need to kind of get going here. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think when you see uh, Golden State win by 50 last night, Oof. which when I saw that score, I, I thought something was wrong with my TV because right. playing against Memphis, a team that doesn't get blown out by anybody, mm-hmm. really. Um, but when you see that, you, you, you put it into perspective a little bit more. And I agree with what you said that I, I just don't think – I definitely don't think that anyone's really panicking right now, and I think they're kind of taking what's happened so far with a grain of salt. And, yeah, a win tonight would be would be huge going forward to into this weekend. All right, before I let you go, or actually I might have you stick around for another segment, but what, can, what do the Pelicans need to do to walk out of here with a win tonight? I think defensively is probably one of the, the number one things. Um, transition defense has definitely been a problem at times, but, again, you're, you're talking about opponents that – can really take advantage of that more than most teams can. So I would say those are a couple things. Um, I think Orlando's Orlando's not been a great offensive team overall, and so you hope that this is the game where that the uh, opponent doesn't break out for, you know, into triple digits or 110, 115 points. Hopefully this is the game that they can kind of put the clamps down a little bit on defense. 
All right, that's Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Jim, can you stick around for a segment four with him? Sure, I'd love to. I think we're going to talk Twitter. I have some Twitter opinions for you. Okay, great. They have a new thing on Twitter now, and we're going to talk about that. Okay. Can't wait. All right, but when we come back, we'll talk fantasy football. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com joins us. Stay with us. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, welcome back to the show. Of course, it's Tuesday, which means we bring in Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. And Jake and I were talking here before we got started, and he was talking about how all 13 of his teams won this week, which is pretty impressive. I would say very impressive. And then I depressed him, saying that I lost all my three games and lost by a half a point. But, uh, Jake, 13 out of 13, not bad. How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's good. It's, I even did one of the 13 survive Drew Brees on the other side of me. But, so I, it was definitely a good week somehow. That's pretty impressive. You can survive seven touchdowns by Drew Brees. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's any time that happens. You, you kind of, if you, I, I looked at all my teams. I'm just like, eh, am I facing Drew Brees anywhere? Because I'm just chalking it up to a loss. Yeah, seriously. I had, I was facing Eli Manning, one of mine, and that ended up being a loss, as well. But uh, that gets me to my first question. I think part of these are motivated by how bad I did this week. But one of those was, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, who I feel like you should start every week. And of course, this week did not have a good week against the Broncos. Give me QBs that you would start every week, no matter what the matchup is, unless they are hurt. Uh, I would still start Aaron Rodgers, no matter, even if he faced Denver again, just because he's one of those, you know, you start your studs, there's the matchups we see and we're scared of, and I, I have been telling people, and obviously everybody's seen it, and it's pretty evident at this point, that Denver defense is ridiculous. I mean, we're talking like when people were scared of the Seahawks, you know, two years ago, where it was a really it was a matchup you wanted to avoid, but at this point, I still Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron Rodgers. He had a real off night. Denver stopped him perfectly. I still would start him. I would definitely start Tom Brady. There's no question about that. Philip Rivers, even missing Keenan Allen, I still think that he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks, especially in fantasy. Is going to keep throwing the ball. Is going to keep looking downfield. Carson Palmer, we know the records. We know his numbers when he's healthy. All he has to do is stay on the field. 
And after that, the only other one I would say is Drew Brees. Drew Brees, you know, he didn't have 300 yards two weeks ago, but he's had a touchdown in every single game. We just saw what he did against the Giants. Granted, that was a favorable matchup. Mm -hmm. But even in a, in a tough matchup, he's still going to find a way to get you 250 yards and a touchdown at the least. And that's what's just short about him. We were saying Andy Dalton might be in the mix, but as we saw, he had an off game. Cam Newton could be shut down because he doesn't have a lot of wide receivers. So, uh, you know, outside the ones I mentioned, even Russell Wilson is having an off year. And Andrew Luck, you know, I do like Andrew Luck. I will say this. For people out there and looking for somebody you can start for the rest of the season and potentially win your league, I would go and try to trade for Andrew Luck because after the bye, I really do think, as everybody's talking about, there's something wrong. He might be hurt and not 100%. Gets the bye week, gets healthy, and then has a nice stretch run of cake matchups. Uh, I, he's somebody that I definitely don't want to face this week, though, with, the, with Denver coming up. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Um, what about Matt Ryan? It seems like he's been struggling lately here. The Falcons now 6-2. and two. Um, Is it time to trade or move on from Matt Ryan? I don't think you can necessarily trade unless somebody's just quarterback desperate mm -hmm. and you know maybe they're dealing with Andrew Luck and they're just looking for somebody for the bye week or maybe one of their quarterbacks like Russell Wilson or you know the ones we've talked about just haven't been consistent because the big thing with him is he hasn't been consistent but the numbers could still be there. You know, you look last week, he almost hit 400 yards, over 80% completion percentage. That was the type of games that we thought we were going to get a lot of for Matt Ryan this season. But there's been three, four, five weeks this year where he just hasn't done a lot. And I think part of it is the fact that he has Julio Jones and nobody else. Uh, Roddy White hasn't done anything, and it seems to probably be one of his last seasons. Leonard Hankerson was starting to step up, but he got banged up. And Hardy is decent talent, but he's a rookie, and you know how time takes for rookie wide receivers in the NFL. So I just looking at the fact that more of if Julio Jones is getting shut down, and that was that would kind of be how I look at Matt Ryan. Is if you're going against somebody like a Jets or a Patriots team that have the corners to shut them down, or the Panthers when they get them, they still have to pay the Panthers twice, and that's what scares me. With you know, you look at that situation with Norman. Uh, so I like Ryan more as a matchup guy, which is crazy to say because he was one of those people going to the season where you would have said, I'm starting him all 16 weeks. Right, the way the Falcons' schedule is, and it seems like they have an easy schedule, but they've struggled against the Saints and the Bucks, so it's kind of hard to tell each week uh, with Matt. Um, let's move on to the running backs. Um, Steelers and Bears both lost their running backs, Matt Forte and Le'Veon Bell. Worth picking up their replacements this week and for the rest of the season? Yeah, absolutely. And if, uh, this is a perfect example of if the Le'Veon Bell owner dropped D'Angelo Williams or didn't have them, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> it really, you know, there's, there's a few running back situations in the NFL where the backup was the clear successor and going to get a ton of the options when that person went down. And those are the type of guys I think, you know, handcuffs get overrated a little bit because you don't want to waste too much of your bench spot on guys who might never play. But if you're looking at guys who might step in, D'Angelo Liz was one of them. Jeremy Langford was one of the other, but he, you know, Matt Forte just really never gets hurt over his career. So mm -hmm. he was a tough one to say. Even when Matt Forte got hurt, he misses like one game and it comes right back. Right. But you you definitely need to grab both. D'Angelo Williams is going to be a borderline RB1 the rest of the way. We already saw what he did in those first two games. Langford, he has a good skill set. He's not exceptional in any one area. Uh, but he's going to be the one that gets the lead options. Kadeem Carey will probably just be more of the pass-catching, mix-in kind of guy. But if you need running back help, both of those guys are immediate. And if you have any money left, even if you have 100% of your budget left, you put all of it on D'Angelo Williams. You need to get D'Angelo Williams. 
Fair enough, fair enough. We're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, uh, usually I ask you for two or three waiver pickups, but there were so many injuries this week. It was tough to see that I figured I'm going to let you just give me as many as you want. I say two to five, but uh, just how about uh, a few waiver wire pickups for this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to quarterback real quick because people are dealing with the bye weeks. There are no real injuries there, but I mentioned him before in my column, and I'll say it again. It's Jay Cutler. People just don't like him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about somebody has four straight games of 21 or more points on NFL.com. So if you're looking for a quarterback to fill in this week, Jay Cutler's a great option. As you mentioned, again, with running backs, you got Williams, you got Langford. David Cobb, I mentioned to you last week, I still would grab him. I think Antonio Andrews might lead the Titans backfield one more week, but I do think he eventually takes over, especially with the changes down there. San Francisco, you can make a stab at somebody out there because Mike Davis broke his hand. We don't know if that means he can play through it or not. So you can see Kendall Gaskins, but they you know, they brought back other people. They signed Pierre Thomas. That just kind of seems more like a mess. So I think running backs are just going to be a tough situation for people this week. It'll be more of like a Charles Sims, I think, is a great option to have in PPR leagues. And at wide receiver, the same thing happened. There's so many out there. You can pick up Kamar Aiken and Chris Givens from the Ravens with Steve Smith being out. Stevie Johnson and Malcolm Floyd are both good options with Keenan Allen being out. Uh, Nate Washington and Cecil Shorts for the Texans are going to see plenty of looks. And, you know, we don't what, – what, do you know? Nobody knows what's going on with Watkins and Percy Harvin and Buffalo, so Robert Woods might have some value for a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. Now let's talk about the Saints and the Giants, which was uh, a fantasy dream for people who had Eli Manning, Drew Brees. I can go down the list. Brandon Cooks. Um, I'll go on forever. But uh, what about Ben Watson? You know, we've always been talking about Ben Watson – it's kind of a fringe tight end, whether to play him. It seems like his numbers now are just as good as Jimmy Graham's um, through their first eight games. Is it now time to get on the Ben Watson bandwagon? Yeah, it is probably. It might be a little bit too late. And, yeah. You know, you and I have talked about him for a few weeks now, saying, "Ah, yeah, you could probably use him. He's got tight end one upside." And, but it just wasn't that. He's a guaranteed option. Well, I think at this point he is. He's the sixth best tight end on the year, which is just crazy from what we were talking about for the first couple of weeks where him and Josh Hill were going back and forth and there was no consistency there. Now three touchdowns in, four, in the last four games, uh, and you look at what he just did against the Giants, the terrific matchup. The Falcons was a terrific matchup. Even Indianapolis, which is somewhat good against tight ends, he still put up 59 yards and four catches, which is even better for PPR League. So at this point, you look at the tight end situation, actually even talking about a waiver pickup if Vernon Davis is out there now that he's over to Denver. That's a nice little, little sneaky pickup. But tight ends overall are just it just rough this year. Charles Clay yeah. is the 12th best tight end, and that's how weak the tight end position is this year. So Ben Watson is a must-start. All right. Good stuff. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, let's see if you can go 13 for 13 next week. We'll check up on you on Tuesday. Uh, here's hoping. I think he just probably jinxed me. Oh, man, I'm sorry if that's the case, but maybe that helped me. Maybe I can go 3-0 next week. I hope you don't go 0-13, though. That would be bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, when we come back, I'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are opened late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. 
And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, so time to wrap things up from our Smoothie King Center studios here where the Pelicans get ready to take on the Orlando Magic tonight. Tip off at 7 p.m. I believe everyone in attendance will get a scheduled poster. So that is uh, a good thing. I already have mine. It looks really good. So come out to the game tonight. As far as the radio, Pelicans warm up uh, will start at 6.30 and then tip off. Sean and JD will have the call at 7. Of course, you can also watch it on Fox Sports New Orleans. Their pregame will start at 6.30 as well. And then seven, Joel Myers and David Wesley and Jen Hale will have the call. And Jim, I don't know if you noticed on Twitter today, you know where they have the favorite. You can mm-hmm. favorite some. Used to be a star. Right. Now it's a heart, and you can yeah. like it now. Yeah. What is that? I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the heart because I feel like there's a little too much. Like you can insinuate there when you're if you're hearting, you know, someone else's right. tweet. So. I preferred the star. I think that reflected my emotions better in terms of when I saw something that I wanted to favorite than a heart does. And here's the thing. What if it's a negative tweet or let's say something bad has happened, but then you still you hit the heart button? I mean, is that <laughs> now that you liked something that something negative has happened? Yeah. I, I'm kind of they it, need a dislike button, I think, too. It kind of reminds me of on Facebook when someone posts something terrible such as, you know, someone in their family passed away or something, and people are kind of like, they want to support it, but they don't want to say, hey, I like the fact that right. such and such happened in your in your life. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a dilemma. I wish we, we might have to start a uh, petition to go back to the star instead of the heart. Maybe we should change maybe having different buttons, like a, hey, we support you button, <laughs> but I don't want to favorite this. <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of having stuff on there where you can kind of partially say what you want to say, but also kind of take a step back yeah. and just be like, you know, I'm kind of in on this, but not fully. Yeah. I dislike that Kendrick Perkins got hurt, but I appreciate the info. You know, kind of <laughs> something like that. I, I like it. Well, I think we might I have like something it. here. We should just invent some more Twitter buttons. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. They should be coming to us for for advice on this before they just go haphazard and start yeah. changing buttons and putting hearts and stuff like that on them. Do you ever get the feeling sometimes when you tag someone in a tweet or something like that and all they do is favorite it, that means that he really didn't like the tweet and that they don't approve it enough <laughs> to retweet it, so they just favorite it? Do you ever – I'm like, man, I thought he would have retweeted yeah. that, but now he just favorited it, which means he really didn't like it. Right. And or he's embarrassed by it. Especially me. when you see somebody – who has a ton of followers, and you're like, man, if they would just retweet yeah. me, then all these people would see it. Yeah. But instead, they favored it, and, and only they're going to see it, and that doesn't do us, us much good. So then there needs to be a button that goes, I see that you favorited it, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There should be, you, sh- you should be able to recommend that someone retweet something that, that no, that's that's getting a little out. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting a little, 
But guess what? I, I retweet a lot of things that Jim Eikenhofer says, so we don't have to worry I, about it. If you I see a favorite that. from me, um, now the heart, it means I really liked it, Jim. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't going to say this, but I have a list in front of me of recent tweets that I've put out that I will, that you didn't retweet that I wanted you oh, to. Oh, wow. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we don't have enough time on the show to go through <laughs> that. But uh, again, Pelicans and Magic tonight from the Smoothie King Center. Jim, of course, will have plenty of coverage throughout the day on pelicans.com. And, of course, we'll talk to you on the radio tonight starting at 6.30. Thanks to Jake Seeley, Jim Eikenhofer, and uh, everyone else being a part of the show. And until tonight on the radio, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.